Hello listeners, Iceman here. Just a quick message to let you know, I've had some problems with the audio for this episode. Apologies, but I've done the best I can with it to make it listenable for you. Hope you enjoy it. Cheers. And also, this podcast is pre-cane injury. have gone double game week mad we will be revealing our wild cards in this episode Welcome again, listeners. It is episode 128 of the FPL Surgery. We are recording on the 8th of April 2019. We literally just recorded 127, so if you want to go back and listen to that, please do. But this one is literally just going to be talking about our wildcard teams with Peter Blake, who was on the last one. So welcome back again, Peter. Thanks very much. Long time uh, no speak. <laughs> long time no speak. And uh, Stefan Hogswald, he is back as well. Welcome back, Stefan. Thank you very much. And we are going to be going over each of our wild cards and what we're thinking about in terms of we're going to start at the goalkeepers and then we're going to route our way all the way to the forwards and then who we're thinking about captaining and whether or not we're going to be sticking with that. So... I'm going to start with the goalkeepers and there are many options here. There's a few which I've gone between and I've settled on two, but I say settled. You, you always do a wild card and then you always want to change it about three days later. So the wild card is almost a hindrance at times. Sometimes you don't wish you've got it for, for that long, but we do. So Peter, I'm going to come to you first. What? Are you thinking around the goalkeepers and who you're going with? Who who are you currently on? Uh, I'd really like to have Edison, uh, but I can't afford him at the moment. And so currently, I've got Ben Foster, mm. uh, and I've also got uh, Angus Gunn. And I'd say Angus Gunn is probably the one I'm happiest with because I think yeah, Southampton look uh, like a really good option over the double game week period, yeah, and he's football, yeah, he's also very cheap. And so he's he's a good enabler. I think he rotates relatively well. Um, he's got some decent fixtures as well. So um, I think guns guns nailed on. I'm definitely keeping him. It'll probably be Foster. But if I can find some money from elsewhere uh, to get Edison in, uh, and if I'm not having you know triple Man City uh, on in the outfield, then I'll try and do that if I can. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And Stefan? Yeah, I'm on Foster and Ryan at the moment. And um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to stay there. My thinking of not getting a premium goalkeeper like Ederson is I don't want to bench him in gaming 34. I think it's too much money to bench and you kind of have to start Ryan in gaming 34 either way. So I don't want to spend that much money on the bench. Um, also, Foster has the best double game week in my opinion and he should be able to get some maybe a clean sheet and some saves and that will be good enough for 4.6 million and uh, the reason I'm not going for gun is because i am got some Southampton defenders in and, which uh, are even cheaper yeah. with Foster then so are you planning on benching him for the rest of the remainder of the season after these double game weeks I'm planning to 
start faster in game week 37 away to Chelsea and game week 38 home to West Ham. Game week 37 is a nightmare, but who knows, he can get some saves. So I'm, I'm actually planning to start him uh, the last two game weeks in addition to the double game week. So, I mean, that sounds like the most popular route, doesn't it? The Foster and Ryan double up there. I'm, I'm currently on Ryan and Gunn, uh, mainly because I've, I've moved around uh, my money between other players. And looking at the Foster, I don't think the appeal of just this double game week is going to do it for me. Um, yeah, they are concentrating now on the FA Cup, whether or not he's going to play Gomez again for uh, one of the games just to bring him back to speed, um, although he's literally just played in the, the semi-final. I'm not sure, but he might play him towards the end of the season, maybe maybe against uh, Chelsea in that game week 37. So I would be thinking about that and worried about that a little bit, but I can see why everyone is are going there. But you look at how many clean sheets they've actually had over the season. They've had eight over the season. Foster's only been involved in seven of them, though. So, I don't know. There is something putting me off that. And uh, the fact that I don't have the money to do it is probably why I'm, I'm currently not on him. But I, I do like the Edison shout. That's probably one which I, I would love to, to go for. It's just, yeah, again, cost and, and keeping him in. Um, right, so... I kind of feel like we've gone over the, the keepers there. Uh, so defence, um, I'll start with you first, Stefan. Who are you going with in your defensive lineup? Okay, so so this is the point where it gets interesting because uh, I got sort of a, I think it's a good tactic, uh, but it, you got to see it as a season as a whole because in my defence I have the double up of Valerie and Bednarek. Mainly because they have some good fixtures and they have, they, they cost 4.0 and 4.1. And that is so cheap that I, cheap that I think, uh, they are really ideal for a bench boost. Because in a bench boost, I don't want to have too much money on the bench because I'm going to be keeping that money on the bench for the rest of the season. Uh, so I don't want to balance my squad with lots of medium price players. I want some expensive ones and some cheap ones and, and they really fulfill that purpose and they have some good games especially game week 38 uh, against Huddersfield at home and game week 36 against Bournemouth at home so I'm going to start double Southampton defense in those two games and uh, moving on I got Robertson which uh, we talked about on the last pod for quite a bit and then I got the double Brighton defense as well with Dunk and Duffy uh, and here I'm more hoping for points than expecting points, really. But they got two doubles. They should be nailed, even though they play four games in a, not that many days. But you, you just hope for a clean sheet and you hope for maybe a goal or an assist or something to happen. Uh, the first double is good and the second is, is not good at all. But they have Newcastle in the game with 36 and that is a... Um, a good game for me to go double Brighton defense or even triple with uh, Ryan in goal again. So, so I'm currently tripling up on Brighton defense with uh, Ryan and Duncan Duffy and doubling Southampton defense with Valerie and Bednarek. And I'm, so I'm just basically playing the fixtures from this point on until the end of the season. 
And you've also got it's a lot of value in there. It's quite a cheap defence, isn't it? And, yeah, uh, very cheap. So it's lo- looking at. Um, just going to bring it back to the the Brighton. So they've they've got Cardiff and Bournemouth at home in game week thirty four. Then they've got Wolves and Spurs in game week thirty five with the two days rest. So looking at the last double game week that they actually played, they played Southampton at home, which they lost one nil, and they played away to Chelsea, which they lost three nil, which is fair enough. So they are normally a good home side, Brighton. They are sixth at home for goals conceded over uh, the season. And uh, the first team outside of the top six, uh, that doesn't make any sense what we're talking about. Uh, they are <laughs> they are the first team outside of the top six and they're above United. So they're, they're doing okay in terms of goals conceded at home. Um, Ryan doesn't make that many saves, so it's kind of a, a negative for him. But yeah, I can I can see where you're going uh, Duffy at least because he, he's got the goal for it. He's solid home defensive record. Five of their six clean sheets were recorded at home. Uh, so that's where you hope in these uh, next two, in this double game week, where they, they get one at least, you know, Bournemouth seem to be on the beach and Cardiff, you know, you never know what you're going to get with them. They are battling for relegation though, so you uh, could produce a goal. But at home, it put hope in you. So, uh, Pete, Peter, what are, your, what are your thoughts on those teams and who have you got at the back? I think, uh, just, I mean, just going back to the point from a minute ago, I, I just want to talk, <laughs> talk about Stefans for a minute, really, because yeah. you've got... I'm I'm just curious, really, because I think I'm right in saying you've got uh, what's it, Ryan in goal, and you've got double Brighton in defence, and also double Southampton in defence as well. So, okay, I I've sort of deliberately avoided that kind of strategy. I'm trying not to get roped into the um, like too much Southampton or too much um, Brighton because I'm. I mean, it makes sense for the doubles. Certainly, game week 34 for Brighton, game week 35 for Southampton. It's just it's after that now. I, they, they do have good fixtures. I mean, certainly Southampton have good fixtures. Brighton's get a bit hairy from thirty-seven and thirty-eight. The thing I the thing I'm concerned about, or what I would be concerned about if I was uh, approaching that kind of that kind of tactic, is that you're always going to have to play at least one of those players, um, and they're all very cheap, very value players. And again, I, I don't necessarily think that's a problem. But you're leaving yourself very few options on the bench. Um, you, you're limiting your bench options to those two teams. Uh, I'm, I'm just in, I'm, I'm just curious to know. Sort of, I mean, uh, you're obviously comfortable with that. Uh, it's, it's, not, <laughs> it's, be, it's not something I'd be comfortable with, though. So I'm just I'm just curious as to you know, what you think. Yeah, you know, what you think of is behind that. Well, at the moment I'm comfortable, but but the, my main thing is I'm I'm benching the Brighton players for the last two game weeks against Arsenal and City, and yeah. I'm ben- benching the Southampton players. Oh, game in game thirty six. I could play one of each to minimize the investment in one one team. But so it's only a game in thirty seven and thirty eight. I have problems if my other guys doesn't start. So so that is why I tend to pick some nailed starters for the rest of my team. But but again, my main point is there are a few weeks left of the season, and I think. Uh, game X36 is good both for the Southampton and Brighton defense, and Game X38 is ideal for Southampton defense. Yes. And and what the Southampton guys does for me is they give me the option to have really a powerful front eight for my bench boost, which none other players can really give me. So so 
I had a lot of drafts with Laporte in, for example, but um, um, I, th- I think uh, Brighton and Southampton can show up with some clean sheets, and City will probably get a lot of clean sheets, but maybe not in the double. So, is it really worth it? I don't know. Uh, I don't think Laporte can continue scoring every double game week. Of course, he can't score, but <laughs> it's a bit of a fluky thing that he's gotten almost all of his attacking returns in the two doubles. So, yeah, that, that yeah. is a bit fluky. Yeah, so you, can't, you can't count on it. Yeah, I think the, the other thing I'd say in your defence as well is that I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this now on the assumption that that's going to be your team in 38 and obviously you've still got four four free transfers between now and 38 yeah. so yeah if, if one of those yeah, if you do want a stronger bench or want to move some things around you you do start the option of doing that so yeah it's respect yeah gaming 37 will be a problem for me because I'm probably going to have to start both Southampton guys away to West Ham yeah uh, and that is far from ideal but then again Gaming 37 is some few game mix away so maybe I will be in a different situation by then who knows? Yes, and like I said earlier, Southampton did hold Liverpool for quite a lot of that game. They just went forward when they really shouldn't have. They could have got a draw from it, to be fair. So there yeah. is there is a lot of potential there. You know, Jan Valet is he's only four point one. He's in my team. I did have Bignarak in, but I I brought in Ward Prowse instead. So I've got Gunn and Valerie. So yeah, I've I've got the Southampton assets as well. Um, so what, what's your defence, Peter? What, what are you currently looking at? Obviously, all of these uh, players are subject to change. Yeah, very much subject to change. Um, I've I've kind of taken a different different approach, really. I've, I've got Duffy in there um, as as the Brighton, <laughs> Brighton cover, I suppose. Yeah. Just, again, purely for value, I think. Um, certainly going into the next two double game weeks, or certainly the next double game week, anyway. Uh, and he's, he'll, get me, he'll get me four points on the bench boost as well, so that's fair enough. Um I've still got Matt Doherty, uh, or Doherty rather, um, and I think I'm probably going to be keeping him. Um, it's, it's not a question of value, it's just that I, you know, I saw the game against Man United and I thought Wolves are really good. Uh, he's still you know, very, very far advanced, uh, a lot of touches in the box. He's frequently a target for uh, corners and set pieces as well. Uh, and I think Wolves just look good and I think they're... They have a bit of momentum behind them. Uh, I don't think their season deflates after they've lost the FA Cup semi-final. I think they keep going. I think they they believe they can get that seventh position, and frankly, I believe they can get it as well. So I I still think he's 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 a good option. He's proven himself this season. I don't think he's gonna. I I, I don't see any reason why that would change. Um, following that, my my strategy comes very different to to Stefan's in that I've uh, I've got a bit of money uh, at the back. I said on the on the regular pod um, earlier. I think yeah, I'm just I'm trying to look at like the best balance and the best number of players I can get. And frankly, City and Liverpool are the two best teams out there from a defensive and from an attacking perspective. So I want as many of their options in there as I can get. So I've got Laporte. Um, I, I take your point that he's not going to keep scoring in double in double game weeks, but that hasn't really been part of my thinking. It's mostly he's just the most nailed defender in the Man City defence at the moment and I think there's clean sheets and we're between now and the rest of the season for them um, Alexander-Arnold and Robertson are the other two that are in there at the moment as well just purely from again Liverpool are very good defensively and those two are very very aggressive uh, when it comes to attacking Alexander-Arnold's also got the uh, set pieces which I'm hoping is probably going to mitigate any games he misses through rotation which might might yet happen um, I think it, it gives me um 
it gives me an option then where yeah you know, I've got a rel- I can have a relatively strong bench I think uh, for the rest of my team as well, but I'm just kind of spreading the cost a bit more uh, throughout my team. Yeah, good, good. Um, so I'll move on to mine. I, I do have Laporte in there, and so that's kind of a, a make weight at the moment before I start decide what I'm going to do with the rest of my squad. And then I've got one which you guys do not have, which is class matches in there. I just think that if he started the season uh, in the same position that he's playing now, I know he came off in the last game, maybe tactically, and he just wasn't really playing that well. He's, he's been in a good vein of form recently, but he didn't have a very good game. Uh, so I suppose we can kind of go over Arsenal and how bad they are away uh, in this discussion as well um, but uh, yeah he's been playing well recently he's got 7 assists for the season like, I've got no worries for his game time also Socrates is suspended so Monreal will probably stay at uh, centre back and he will be the one that would cover in his left back position and uh, I did <laughs> briefly think about Monreal because he this time last season went on a scoring run and uh, he just does tend to do that occasionally not got any form or any any proof to actually prove that one so I wouldn't necessarily go there at all but yeah class matches in at 5 million just kind of as a valley one I've still got Robertson and I've got Dunk and Valerie at the back at the moment so I'm going to keep saying at the moment because uh, I have a feeling I'll yeah. be changing most of these but, uh, but um, just going Peter, you're going to play you're going to play for at the back then for the rest of the season probably yeah, uh, was, it, was that addressed to me yeah he said you're yeah. going to play for at the back for the rest of the season oh I see um, yeah. yeah probably but I mean it, it is it is still kind of flexible. There will be money on my bench potentially, um, but yeah, I'm thinking probably four three three uh, is my most favoured option here. Uh, again, the, the various costs spread out, and yeah, my first sub will be somebody with a bit of money behind them. But again, I'm anticipating rotation. I'm anticipating that you know, so, you know several of the players I've got in here may not start every game. So I think it's important to have a, a strong first sub. Yeah, see, see, this is what I've thought about with uh, the positioning and what formation you're going with. This is why I've kind of gone for the three big hitters in a way, which I can see a lot of scoring points from, and then pair them up with the double game week players in terms of Valerie and Dunk, because I'm just hoping on clean sheets. I know a lot of people are hoping on attacking assets from Duffy, which is highly credible, and he, he could get them, but... Uh, Brighton are not renowned for scoring those goals and uh, Duffy he's high up there in the goals but I just feel like maybe he'll he'll blank towards the rest of the season okay so shall we move on to midfielders so midfielders massive debates over the midfielder area in terms of whether you're going Spurs uh, a lot of people are just moving around their whole team or uh, moving away from uh, Salah, bringing in Mane, it's Sterling's in there, also Ericsson's under consideration. I'm going to start with you on this one, Peter. Who have you got in your midfield and who are you looking at? So, yeah, midfield is probably the most uncertainty for me at the moment because, to be honest, there's so few players I actually really want <laughs> and I'm, I'm absolutely committed to. Uh, starting from the bottom, going to the top, I suppose, I've got... Boy Bergen uh, as one of one of the subs. Um, he'll probably be, be my 14th or 15th man every week. Um, I've got Delafeu. I'm not happy about it, but he's in there. Uh, if I can upgrade him, I will. But I think there's I can't I can't really find any good options before you read you know, between sort of his price between sort of like five five point one million and 
10 million basically or you know 9.2 million or whatever there is uh, 8.5 probably actually so there's kind of this big area in the middle where i can't i can't seem to find a player i want um delafo is in there at the moment so delafo might be benched some weeks he might be my first sub some weeks but i i anticipate him playing some weeks as well so if i can find a better option if i can find some money from somewhere to upgrade to someone else i will do um the three main ones i've got in there at the moment uh sterling's in there i'm very happy with that i'm keeping him he's arguably one of the players of the season he's very much favored i think uh, and i, I don't I, it will be rotated a little bit but his potential is so high i don't think you could ignore him um i have money uh as i mentioned on the main pod though i'm, I'm far from convinced by that uh, i feel like he's in there just to cover the liverpool attack um, I haven't really got the money for Salah though so and to be fair I wouldn't necessarily be convinced by Salah either at the moment so he's there but again not delighted about that uh, I've got Son as well who's my, my, my final midfielder uh, if I can find the money to get to Ericsson as we spoke about on the main pod that might well be an option it'll probably be something I would like to do um, there's uh, without wanting to pre, you know, preempt too much of what's going on the, re- you know, the rest of it as well the, he's the same price as David Silver, um, so there's potential. I think there's a lot of people. You know, we're going to be looking at Spurs assets and Man City assets moving forward. I'm less sold than Spurs assets currently in this draft. I've got two attacking assets, which I'm not particularly pleased about. So I may consider ditching Son, but I think yeah, David Silver's an option. But I don't think he plays all the games, and there isn't really anyone else from Man City I particularly want. Um, so KDB, but I can't really afford him. So. Yeah, this is all still very much up in the air for me. I don't, don't come come the end of this week. I'd be surprised if Son, Delafay, or Mane are all still in my draft. I think one of them's probably going to leave. Yeah, good. Yeah, some great points. Obviously, the Sterling one is what a lot of people are just kind of going for safety, knowing that he can score big. And Mane, like you say, gets a bit cover. And Son, I've, I've got him in my team as well. I'll just list my team. So I've got Son, Sterling. Uh, I've actually got Ward Prowse in there. And uh, Mane, and I've got Camarasa from Cardiff at the moment. I, I did toy with Hoiberg, uh, but I'm just kind of thinking, well, maybe I want him for this game week uh, as well, and maybe he's going to score some big points here. But I'm not quite sure on that one. And that's obviously uh, two value picks there in terms of them, three big ones, because all my top three, uh, I'll be starting every game because I've got two big hitters and a, a medium in Jimenez. But that's me, Stefan. What what are you on? Uh, first thing uh, on the Camarasa pick. My problem with him is uh, if you pick him, you have to start him in gaming thirty four, and then you have to bench one of the other guys, which are probably going to do quite well also. Like uh, James Ward Prowse, for example, he could do well at uh, at home to Wolves. So and then Camarasa is going to be part of a bench boost that's or something. It, that's or who I had on the, on the bench. I, I had James Ward-Prowse on the, on the bench for that one. So I just feel like yeah. maybe Camarasa, the, the double, playing double, he seems to be the only asset to go at Cardiff. So I've just kind of... Yeah, I, 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 I'll give you that. No, so, so my guys are... Um, I have a Jota. Yeah. And then I go for a double uh, Spurs with Son and Eriksen. And then I go with Mane and Sterling. Yeah, so those are five powerful midfielders, which my cheap defenders allow me to, to go for. 
so so I'm planning on maybe even benching Jota in game week 34. Maybe. Uh, I, I would like to have one strong bench spot for 34 because I think it's quite likely that either Sterling or Son will get a rest or uh, at least not start. So I would need one good bench player for 34. I suppose the, the argument on your team, it's a great midfield, yeah, I can't deny that, and Joss is a good option, and obviously the other four are as well, but you look at how the game weeks have gone in terms of the double game weeks this year, and the defenders have been doing better than the attackers, haven't they? That's where most of the points have been. So yeah. what makes it say that you know, the midfielder is going to outscore the defenders. Obviously, you're trying to go for the highest ceiling, which, yeah, I, I, I tried to do last double game week and I kind of failed in terms of Aspilicueta got highest points along with um, Laporte, Laporte as well. And, you know, you, you had for the likes of Kepa and all of the Man City got uh, 12, didn't they, who, who played double. So there's always that thought of just playing it safe with uh, the teams you really think are going to get two clean sheets. But I suppose the argument here is <laughs> which teams are going to get two clean sheets. It's uh, it's not as clear-cut as it was last double game week. Am I right? Mm, no, I think City still struggle for two clean sheets. Of course, they can, they can clean sheet, uh, get a clean sheet against anyone, but first, you find this first uh, score some goal against them and United on the counter-attack you wouldn't be surprised if they get the goal. And before, if Laporte doesn't get his uh, usual double game uh, attacking returns, he doesn't get that much bonus. Yeah. So, so, so that's that's the thing. If if Brighton wins one nil, Duffy gets three bonus. Yeah. If also, uh, Southampton yeah. wins one nil, Bednarek might get three bonus. Yeah. So, uh, no, I just think the guys are. Um, I see your point, and I played mostly whole my whole season with stronger defense, by far a stronger defense that I'm planning now. But I just sort of feel like Spurs were going to have some fun at the end of the season. I really liked how their attack looked uh, in the new stadium against Palace. They could have scored lots of goals in that game. And uh, Kane wins his golden boot. Eriksen's on. Good options for me. Yeah, it's, it's definitely fair points and uh, it does make me kind of want that uh, cheaper defence as well in a way. Uh, thinking about whether or not those uh, big hitters are going to get um, attacking returns or clean sheets, it's, it's uh, one to, to think about. Okay, so we'll um, move on to the attackers now. So I'll just list who I've got initially because uh, you, I'll let you guys go first the last couple. Of, uh, so I have got uh, Kane... Jimenez and I currently have Lacazette. Uh, I was hoping to keep him based on Arsenal's how well he's done over the season. I did list uh, a couple of pods ago uh, that he is the highest returner per game and he is doing really well in terms of drib-drabbing some points away, not necessarily getting big hauls like Aubameyang is or anyone like that. It's just, it is the Arsenal away form which uh, we've got to question. They were very bad against Everton. I mean, like, there is no real reason why we can't perform away against these middle-of-the-table teams. I mean, they seem to just be battling for seventh and we seem to be letting them do that. But we are, we've got no clean sheet away for from home for the season. The, uh, so the only team in the league to do that. 
Um, I just think mentally, away from home, the record is kind of in their heads. And Arsenal didn't quite look up for it against Everton. So they kind of took us apart and uh, got up us in a way. And we started appealing for the ref. So uh, I just think that maybe to quote Deeney, Arsenal do need the cojones because we don't like it up us. And uh, I just not. 100% 100% sure that we're capable. So this is why Lacazette might be moving away from my team and uh, I may be going for someone else. But let me let me go to your guys' thoughts on who have you got and uh, just, just give me a quick overview of Arsenal and whether you like them going forward for these fixtures. Yeah, I mean, I you've got Kalashnik and Lacazette and to be fair, they've both been in my drafts at various points, but... It's it's that away form that that does worry me. Yeah. Um, with regards to them, uh, Arsenal haven't kept a clean sheet away from home all season. So Kalashnikov, as far as I'm concerned, can yeah, he's leaving my team. He's left my team. Um, I did have Lacazette as well. Um, it, he, he he was set for quite a while, but I, I mean, my 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 team at the moment is I've got Jimenez and Kane or Aguero. I mean. Before this pod, it was Aguero. Now it's sitting on Kane. Uh, it may go back again. I'm not sure. Um, but the the final player I've got in there, like I say, was Lacazette for a while. But a match, it's actually got. I've actually got a Marcus Rashford at the moment um, because I think yeah, Man United have gone off the boil a little bit. But you know they they do still have a double fixture. I mean, yeah, it's not great um, away at Everton at home against Man City. Um, but yeah, they've got West Ham in that time. They've got Huddersfield. They've got Cardiff, uh, and I can see them decimating those teams. To be honest with you, um, they've also they're also playing Chelsea at home as well. I think they can probably yeah you know, they can probably nick a goal uh, in that one. And Russia just looks good. I think and for a million and a half less than Lacazette, you know, same number of games. But you know, I think they're. You know, I, I just feel like that's a slight better option they've got more home games as well four of their games are at home whereas you know four of Arsenal's are away so I've, I've got uh, Rashford at the moment what it does mean is if I left it on Aguero for example it does mean that I've got Delafeu, Rashford and Aguero all on yellow flags at the moment uh, which is not an ideal place to go uh, to a wild card with which is why I've moved it to Kane for the moment um, but yeah I think those certainly Jimenez and Rashford I think I'm pretty happy with Okay, I like Rashford a lot. Yeah, I wish I could have uh, Rashford, but uh, I can't afford him. So I got uh, Kane, Jimenez, and Dini. Oh, Dini! Yeah, so betting uh, if you, uh, he ha- he's got to be full of confidence after that uh, FA Cup semi-final, and he's been good. Watford has been good. I would think they could uh, beat Arsenal at home, so I'm. Happy to start Dini versus Arsenal, and I also had the uh, match in my draft until I watched the Everton Arsenal game, and it was just <laughs> not for me. I, I couldn't, I couldn't have, have him anymore. But, but so. just one game that persuades you. That's yeah, what, but, that's but what it, this uh, feels like. It does one game can change everything, can it? Yeah, but uh, it also okay. showed me two things. Yeah, yeah. He, he he was willing to drop match at half time, and he kept Monreal at left back or something like left back. Uh, and when a coach wants to drop a player like Kolesnitz at halftime, it says something about who he really trusts. So I'm not going to bet against Emery on that. Uh, again, 
It's, yeah, no, no, no clean sheets away from home all season. It's, it's not just yeah. one game here. But Arsenal yeah. got a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. So him, him getting substituted was just uh, it was just enough for me. Also, with the uh, Arsenal could have lost three 0 easily. Oh yeah, probably more. Yeah. yeah. So uh, and and Dini, he's he's probably only staying until game week thirty six. So I don't want him for the run-in. But I could have him for the run-in because I think Watford can score against anyone. And especially game week 38 against West Ham could be good. So he's a player that will probably do all right. And he has Huddersfield in game week 35. And I try to target Huddersfield as much as I can. That is why I also like Rashford. Because if you get him now, you get some games from him. And he got a really good game the last two game weeks. So you save yourself a transfer before you get him out. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, see, he's been in and out of my team, Rashford. But I did go back to Lacazette, but that was yeah. briefly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in an hour about that one. It's. I don't uh, like Lacazette. I don't like him because I might be wrong on this, but I think from what I've seen, uh, Arsenal played three four three for a lot of uh, the early games, and then. Uh, Aubameyang and Lacazette never really started together, but then he switched to a 3-5-2 and they started together a lot, but now Emery seems to have reverted back to 3-4-3 and then benching Aubameyang. He, he changes then, a lot, it's quite frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but since he's benching Aubameyang, I think he's, he could basically be benching Lacazette yeah. the next game if he, Lacazette starts against Napoli. So it's it's too risky for me, and it's it too, risky, yeah. I, I don't I don't think the ceiling is high enough to to take the risk really. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Yeah, it's, it's the, but it's the consistency which kind of drew me to it, uh, and yeah, the more I kind of think about it and talk about it, the more I kind of want to get him out of my team. Um, <laughs> but who 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 would be on? I suppose who would be on your list of players who you're trying to squeeze in if you could if you could get three players into your squad who aren't there already who, who would they be right now that, that's, the, that's the thing i'm struggling with at the moment yeah see there's not anyone that really draws me in and think i think yeah i must have that guy there's there's a few in terms of, i believe it or not i have thought about dini and uh, for the reasons which horsework has said as well but their fixtures towards the end of the season i'm not really liking him that much um rashford was in there at one point but yeah he's been injured recently yeah there's, there's not really anyone there i mean like, i did even think about vardy but no, i'm not really liking that and uh Firmino was actually in there as well but you've just kind of there's not a, there's not a staple there for me that my two staples are kane and and jimenez if i could get aguero as well i would probably do that but you just can't get the numbers there so yeah not not too sure. If I could get Rashford for Dini, I would have done it. Because I think mm-hmm. uh, you could keep Rashford for the women and you don't have to worry about it anymore. And you don't get that many free, time, free, free transfers. So uh, I think Rashford, Rashford is a good shout. You won't expect that many points early on, but he should come good. Yeah, I think over, I the course, over the course of those five games, I'm, I'm definitely looking at Rashford as um, over the course of five games can definitely return, I think. Yeah. And it's a, it's a game of chance in the end, so you're not uh, guaranteed any points with these cheap guys except Jimenez. Yeah. You expect points from Jimenez, but you don't expect points from Dini, really. You don't expect them from Murray. 
I wouldn't expect that many from Lacazette. Firmino is the guy, type of guy who can blank five games, games in a row. Uh, it's it's hard to get those secure points. Yeah, do you from, know uh, who, who I wish was in form at the moment? It's Bournemouth and Callum Wilson. <laughs> they've got some good fixtures towards the end of the season. Brighton, Fulham, Southampton and Palace. They're not yeah. bad. They have got, uh, but he's just not at the moment. He just can't. Can't be there, can but or they're on the beach. Double. Yeah, they're on the beach and they're yeah. down and out. Right, have we got anything else to to say on our teams? Any other yeah, I, I can give you a, I can give you a bit of a rationale behind my front eight because it yeah. might seem strange that you have a, the very cheap defense and the, the strong uh, attack, but yeah, go for um, it. Uh, the thing is, I can do something like uh, for gaming thirty six if safe. For instance, Aguero becomes a hot topic. I can use some of that money to ship and get a cheap uh, player and then get Aguero in for Dini, for example. Uh, so I can easily switch to all the premiums, like Salah. Maybe I would want him for gaming 36 if he scores a brace against Chelsea or uh, Cardiff. We think, okay, it's going to happen. He's going to get four goals against Huddersfield, so we can act on that. And I, I believe. Having that much money, money up front allows me to get basically every player I would want. So I can easily triple up on City, I can triple up on Liverpool, I can do a lot of things and I like that for the running. And, uh, and I just hope to get lucky on some clean sheets maybe. But I don't get them anyway, so uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure how I... Yeah, it's like, fair. It's, it's, it's a Pereira pick all over again. It's like, it looks so good and... It's Ben Rogers. You will never get the clean sheet. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I've looked uh, at other teams uh, with that front, uh, with that middle five in terms of Sterling, Eriksson, Son, Yota. Instead of Yota, I had uh, JWP and Mane, and I also yeah. had Kane, uh, Rashford, and Jimenez up front. Uh, I also yeah. I had a uh, Dunk, Robertson, Valerie, Kalasnatch was still in there. Duffy as well, so I, I tripled up on the uh, Brighton defence. But yeah, just there's a few things stopping me, and the the positioning didn't quite quite work out. But I, I can see the logic in terms of you can easily change it. Maybe taking out Ericsson, uh, bringing taking out Dini, bringing in like like Aguero and then like a cheaper player. If you see what you can do, I mean, we said earlier on the other pod that don't plan in your transfers, but have ideas what you can do and stay flexible. I feel like that's, that's a good way to be when you're wildcard and know that you can change between things and you've got the options. I would think for uh, at least for everyone who has the triple cap ship left, you sort of have to have a plan to get Salah in for 36 because <laughs> it, it might seem just 100% uh, logical to triple captain him against Huddersfield. We, we don't know that yet, but it might come to it. So it, it, you should, you better have a plan to get him for that game week, I think. At least I am trying to have it. I don't have the triple captain and I'm planning to have his, have the option either way. Mm. I don't know how I'd do it, to be honest with you. I'm, there's, there's, a, there's an imbalance about my side, which I'm not quite happy with yet. Uh, I'm, I, I think it's Delafeo. I keep looking at him and thinking it's that's just not working for me somehow. But there's, I can't quite, yeah, I can't get to a player like Salah uh, without selling 
probably sterling. I probably could get to him actually if I if I made it if I wanted to make it work. But you could sell sterling some. Yeah, you could actually sell sterling because if they advance to the semi-finals of Champions League, they will have each semi-final on each side of the game X thirty seven Leicester game, and mm. you can't really captain sterling against Leicester then, so you're stuck with Burnley away and Brighton away, and he's hasn't been that good away this season, so uh, I, I'm not. Uh, I might be selling Sterling in 36, maybe. That might yeah. Be also. Uh, yeah. I like fair. Sterling for his double because the hard, the tougher the double, the more nailed Sterling should be. So since it's Spurs and United, I really like Sterling for the double, and he could also be a good cap- captain shout for that game because he's, he yeah. will probably start the both. Yeah, points. I think looking at my team now, I think, I think I've realised that it's Delafay who's got to go because uh-huh. he's going to be he's going to be a player I'm going to be starting more often than not, and actually he's just far too streaky. He, he also not been starting. He's the one I need to get rid of. Dini's not been a fan of him yeah. as well. So. No, he's uh, he, he's he's a player who's got to go for me. I've got to work out a way of manoeuvring him out of my team. Yeah, fair. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, let's uh, any any other business on this one, guys? Anything you just want to get off your chest before we shut it down and say goodbye? Yep. Target Huddersfield for the rest of the season. Target Huddersfield. Well. <laughs> yeah. That's the easiest to remember. It's, it's a good strategy. It is a good strategy. But yeah, thanks guys. I appreciate you coming on and uh, doing two pods with me. I've uh, taken up a lot of your time, so I do appreciate it. Um, so if you want to contact us, it's FPL Surgery on Twitter. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, Facebook, Reddit. And if you want to help support the podcast and going forward, it's uh, patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. All support big or little is greatly appreciated and we just keeps us going it also helps us provide prizes for our uh, patrons if you also want to email us in, info at fplsurgery.com um, we've got a website fplsurgery.com so you can get to us on there again guys thank you for coming on peter blake appreciate it no problem at all pleasure as always and stefan Hogswell again appreciate it thanks for having me thanks very much up the pod up the pod up the pod